Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Mornings with Ron. I am your host, Ron Tyson, and I'm so glad to have you with us this week. I appreciate all of you that's been listening to our past podcast and providing feedback and going out to the various sites and reviewing us. Uh, That's very important to us being able to spread this uh, podcast even farther than where we're currently reaching. You know, sometimes a lot of people ask how I go about coming up with my messages for the podcast each week. I do write a blog called Mornings with Ron on a regular basis. I used to do it every day and now I do it on Monday, Wednesday and Friday just to give my mind kind of a creative uh, creative break. And um, those messages find their way eventually into this podcast as I theme them. So I've done a couple podcasts so far about taking care of ourselves. And this will be the third podcast in that series. The feedback that we've been getting about this particular podcast has been uh, really, really good. A lot of times when I'm trying to come up with what I'm going to deliver in a particular message, it comes to me from a quote that I either see online, I see from one of your posts, or I happen to read somewhere. And this week is no exception. So with that, let's get on with episode three of Taking Care of Ourselves. I see a lot of quotes on the power of positivity, and this particular quote said, your mind will always believe everything you tell it. Feed it, feed it truth, feed it faith, and feed it with love. Our minds are pretty clever things. They are the one thing in our life that will always listen when we speak to it. It's always on, always receiving, and always willing to take in whatever we want to feed it. What it gets fed, though, is totally up to us. It is that food that shapes who we are, how we act, and ultimately the person that we become. We can never underestimate the power of our thoughts. Our minds tend to believe whatever we tell it. If we choose to feed it with negativity, then ultimately we're going to be a negative person. If we feed it with only positive things, then that is likely the person that we will portray to others. While we have an obligation to nourish our mind on a regular basis, the most important thing that we can feed it is truth. They say that truth always wins, and I truly believe that. We have this innate ability to con ourselves into believing things that are sometimes not even reality. Pathological liars are best at this. The more lies they tell, the more they become reality in their own mind. Unfortunately, this weakens the very foundation of their lives. People who feed their mind with truthfulness and actual reality are the people that become well-rounded people, living a life that is full and complete. As important as truth is, love is also equally important. There's no greater gift we can give ourselves than self-love. Each and every one of us is important, has purpose, and are here on this earth for a reason. Our ability to love ourselves gives us the tools that we need to love others in return. And love is one of the true requirements for happiness and fulfillment. So take a moment today and think about what you've been feeding your mind. Are you only nourishing it with negative and bad thoughts? Are you giving it the truth and love that it needs to help you live the kind of life that you want to live? Our minds will believe whatever we tell it, and that puts a great responsibility on us to ensure that we are feeding it those things that contribute to a nourished soul. This next quote was from Roy T. Bennett, and he said, Believe in yourself. You're braver than you think, more talented than you know, and capable of more than you imagine. How often do we find ourselves supporting and believing in other people on a regular basis? Someone has set a goal that you help them achieve. 
someone is striving to accomplish something and we prop them up and support them to help make their dream a reality. People share their talents and we support them by attending their events. We muster any amount of energy to help them be successful. However, how much of that energy do we put out when it comes to ourselves? So many times in our lives, the fear of failing is the one thing that keeps us from being successful. While we find it easy to believe in everyone else, we lack the ability to believe in ourselves and limit the possibilities of what we think we can accomplish. The reality is that we are always capable of achieving more than we could ever imagine if we only believe in ourselves as much as we believe in everyone else. Have you ever gone up against adversity, being scared beyond belief, only to find that inner strength that you never knew you had that helped see you through? That which seemed impossible somehow suddenly became possible simply because you found the bravery that you needed to be successful. You believed in yourself, and the power of that belief is what saw you through the adversity. That support and bravery that you always seemed to be able to find to give to others produced the same benefit when you were able to use it on yourself. I've often wondered why it's easier to ensure others' well-being rather than our own. And then I realize that it's easier to support someone else because their failure often has no direct effect on us. Supporting ourselves and failing is of greater consequence to our own well-being and therefore involves more risk that is often harder to take. At the end of the day, no one can contribute to our success more than we can. When we truly believe, we find that inner strength and bravery that eventually reveals all that we are capable of. Sometimes that capability is far beyond what we could have ever imagined. Have you ever had people in your life, whether work, social, or personal, that no matter how hard you try to please them, they're just downright mean? You work as hard as you can to accommodate, adjust, and make the situation better, yet everything you try just doesn't seem to work. At the end of the day, they're just mean by nature. There is a point in the relationship where mean actually becomes bullying, and if you've experienced it, you know that it can be downright frustrating when you are doing everything you can to turn the relationship around. Over the years, I've discovered that those very people are people that just aren't used to being talked back to. I learned that the more we take from them, the more they dish it out and are always ready and willing to heap it on you as long as you allow it to happen. Many years ago, I had a client when I lived out west that made my life miserable. I was in the client service area of my company and we were taught that the client is always right and you accommodate them no matter what. I was young and naive at the time and in my first client management role. I would go into meetings and the client would yell and scream. If he got mad enough, he would pick up a chair and throw it across the room. I could never do anything right no matter how hard I tried and he was always ready and willing to let me know it. One day my phone rang and I picked it up and he was on the other end. Before I could get a word out, he told me that he had a member on the other line and he was going to bring the member on with us and rip me apart in front of him. Before I could say anything, he did just that and proceeded to berate me for 15 minutes with the member on the line. When I hung up the phone, I sat there in amazement, shaking, and made a decision that would change how I dealt with mean people for the rest of my life. I picked up the phone and called him back. He answered and I said, now let me speak. I told him that I'd go out of my way to ensure that he and his account are taken care of. I worked day and night to ensure that we delivered the service that they expected and that he would not find anyone more dedicated. I told him that he would never speak to me like that again 
His call was actually laced with expletives that I couldn't even repeat here. And if he did, I would be asked to be removed from his account. He could deal with someone new, and I didn't deserve to be treated the way he was treating me. I wasn't going to stand for it anymore. That moment and that action completely changed our relationship. He no longer berated me. He didn't yell at me in meetings. He even wound up inviting me over to his house for dinner with his family. Once he knew that I was no longer going to take it, it wasn't fun for him anymore. The question is whether or not we allow them to sap our energy and accommodate them to the point that we give them that power over us. Or do we take our power back and provide an ultimatum that gives them an opportunity to change or at least show us that there's no hope, at which point we have to decide if they really deserve to be in our lives. When we work every day to put good out into the world, we deserve good back. And that, my friends, is a reason to smile. This next message comes from a quote that I saw that said, one of the happiest moments ever is when you find the courage to let go of what you can't change. How much of our life do we spend trying to change the things that we have absolutely no control over? This can apply to people, situations, or even unexpected events that happen in our lives. We spend so much time trying to change someone or something that we ultimately have no control to affect that we often waste precious time in our own lives that we could use focusing on nurturing our own souls. In reality, we have the ultimate control. If we're in a bad relationship, we can get out. If we're in a bad work situation, we can change jobs. If we're in a bad living arrangement, we can move. However, staying in those situations and trying to change the person, work, or place to suit our needs usually only leads to a lot of wasted years of our own lives. Does that mean that we just walk away from anything that makes us uncomfortable? Absolutely not. We do owe it to ourselves to work together to make situations and relationships better to determine if there is a chance for change. However, we all know that at some point the realization comes that change is impossible and it is those situations where we have to be honest with ourselves, know that we have exhausted our options, and move on to a better life. Years ago, I was in a bad job situation. I tried to change positions to another area of the company, tried different work hours, and even tried counseling to try and figure out if I was the problem. And nothing seemed to work. How did I know I was in a no-win situation? I was taking anxiety pills to go to work. I was taking sleeping pills to go to sleep at night. I did not want to go anywhere or do anything. The situation I was in was not going to change. I had only one choice to maintain my sanity, and that was to leave and know that my ability to control the situation was gone. It was no longer the place for me, and I left 15 years behind and started over. The best move I ever made in my career. Letting go is not easy. We invest our time energy, resources, and love in people, places, and things. They become a part of the fabric of who we are, and tearing that fabric is no easy task. But sometimes it takes tearing that fabric completely to be able to put on a whole new garment to see just how good change can feel. It takes courage, perseverance, and dedication. But it is possible. The moment you break free of that which is holding you back is the instant that life begins again. And oh, what a beautiful life it can be. This final message came from a quote that I saw that said, I'm not here to be average. I'm here to be awesome. And don't we owe it to ourselves to be the best that we can be? 
Are we ever really satisfied with being just mediocre when we know that we have so much more potential within us? I believe that we all have the ability to do something great that has an effect on the world and the people around us. It often only requires us tapping into that ability that lies deep within us and nurturing and growing that ability to its full potential. When I was growing up, I pushed myself hard to be the best at everything I did. Whether it be my public speaking, music, or academics, I never settled for second best. While that drives you to be the best that you can be, it also comes with certain pitfalls as you strive for perfection. When I came to the realization that I didn't need to be perfect at everything, I had to just achieve my perceived level of awesome, then some of the pressure was relieved. The one thing that we have to be careful of is trying to live up to others' definition of awesome rather than striving for our own definition of what that means. What average and awesome mean to me may not be the same as what it means to you. That doesn't make either one right or wrong. Striving to live up to someone else's definition is where we start to get ourselves into trouble. For many years growing up, I cared about what others thought. I let others define my success and ability, and as a result, I walked around with my head pointed to the ground, never looking up. It was when I discovered that what others said or thought didn't matter, as long as I was content with my own drive and ambition, that my head started to lift. In doing so, I discovered a whole new world that was all around me. It was when I started to live by my own definition of average and awesome that I truly started to live. We all have our own gifts and talents that contribute to the world around us. Our level of ability in those gifts and talents are no worse or better than others, and we need to believe that. Living by our own definition of what makes us average or awesome helps us live a more content and happy life. So that's it. Another episode of Mornings with Ron. I hope that you've enjoyed this part three series of taking care of ourselves. I appreciate you going on this journey with us and continuing to listen to and support our podcast. Please share our podcast with your friends and family and let them know that we're out there. And as you go out into this great big world of ours this week, always remember to be the reason that someone smiles. 